Welcome to the Runners Connect Run to the Top Extra Kick Extra Kick Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Extra Kick Podcast brought to you by Runners Connect. I'm Coach Laura, and today we're going to be talking about bone health. There's a lot of talk in the running world right now about nutrition, diet, body image, and pressure for athletes to make race weight. It's a complicated topic rooted in the history of our sport. Thinness is viewed as mandatory for success. But not all bodies are created equal. We're not all built the same, we all have different genetics, and we all come in different shapes and sizes. What the number on the scale says is nearly irrelevant to our race result. I recently saw a breakdown from one of my favorite sports physiologists, and I found it really interesting. He explained that generally men are faster than women, and those men are heavier than those women. At the same time, a senior-level athlete is typically faster than a junior-level athlete, and that older athlete is typically heavier than the teenage athlete. And this really shifted my thinking and was something I wanted to share with you on this podcast. Bone health is critical to athletic performance. A clinical study I found on PubMed summed it up perfectly. The review was, and I quote, There is strong evidence that exercise benefits bone health at every age and is a critical factor in osteoporosis prevention and treatment. Vitamin D, calcium, and hormones play vital roles in ensuring optimal bone health. When there is an imbalance between exercise and nutrition, as seen in the female athlete triad, Bone health is compromised and can lead to bone stress injuries and early osteoporosis. Both of these can lead to morbidity and lost time from training and competition. Thus, early recognition and appropriate treatment of the female athlete triad and other stress fracture risk factors are vital to preventing long-term bone health problems. If you listen to the podcast, you may or may not be aware that I'm in the long process of recovering from years of overtraining and being in constant calorie deficit. I spent nearly 20 months of zero to very light running, and my most recent attempt at returning to running saw me develop a stress fracture in my third metatarsal and stress reaction in my second and fourth metatarsals in my left foot. I was running less than 20 kilometers per week. So I'm very aware and connected to the importance of proper nutrition and bone care. In my current situation, and the realization that I may never be able to return to running, has made me even more passionate about the athletes that I coach. Specifically, the importance of proper recovery, sleep, nutrition, and trying not to lose weight while training. So let's look at osteoporosis and osteopenia. Osteopenia is when your bones are weaker than normal, but not so far gone that they break easily, which is the hallmark of osteoporosis. Osteoporosis is a bone disease that occurs when the body loses too much bone makes too little bone, or both. As a result, bones become weak and may break from a fall, or in serious cases, from minor bumps and even sneezing. Osteoporosis, the word, simply means porous bones. The loss is mainly of the trabecular bone, which is found in the vertebrae, the bones in your back, and the neck of the femur in your hip. And you may be saying to yourself, but Laura, osteoporosis is an old lady issue. And in part, you're right. Screening for osteoporosis usually doesn't start until we're in our 50s, although a person in our 50s today certainly isn't an old lady in my books. But osteoporosis and osteopenia are athlete issues as well. Osteoporosis and osteopenia in athletes is associated with the age of onset of training, 
duration, intensity, volume of training, the sport that concerns weight, such as running, dance, rowing, and wrestling. There are also risk factors, of course, not excluding additional risk factors, such as genetics, medication, other diseases which cause bone loss. Exercise plays an important role in both the formation of bones and the maintenance of bones throughout the life cycle. Bones require normal levels of sex hormones, adequate calories, and particularly protein. Bones also require their daily recommended amounts of calcium, vitamin D, and regular weight-bearing exercise. Exercise affects the skeleton in different ways. The direct effect of stress loading can be to increase bone mineral density, and that's one of the main reasons why we are encouraged to continue exercise late in life. However, intensive aerobic exercise can adversely affect bone density indirectly, which results in the lower estrogen levels in females. But it's not just women. Overtrained male athletes may also show low levels of testosterone and may develop stress fractures and osteoporosis. Menstrual irregularities result in alterations in the normal levels of sex hormones and predispose women to osteopenia and in some cases osteoporosis. Menstrual irregularities tend to occur in athletes with the most intense training schedules who have trained for the longest period of time. Vegetarians and people with low caloric intake have the highest incidences of menstrual irregularities. But they're not consistent across all sports. Only 7% of recreational runners, 12% of swimmers, and 25% of distance runners face menstrual irregularities. Many so-called normal cycles are actually abnormal, when serum hormone levels are done after the 21st day of the cycle. Athletes, parents, and coaches who have unrealistic goals in poorly designed training programs with inadequate recovery periods are placing the athletes at a much higher risk of developing an eating disorder. Talented athletes often have, when at all cost, ambitious coaches and pushy parents with unrealistic goals wrong training plans, or emphasis on weight, and that's detrimental to them. Now, I've given you a whole lot of information, and you may be asking yourself, how can you ensure that your bones are healthy? Here are some easy tips. First of all, you need proper recovery in your training schedule. That includes day-to-day, week-to-week, and month-to-month, but also between training cycles. I see this a lot, and I am indeed guilty about it myself. You either have a really good race or a really bad race, and use that for justification for a shorter recovery period. But it's about more than that one race. It's the months leading up to it and the damage you have done. So stop cutting your recovery short and take the full break. Second, sleep better at night. We talk about sleep a lot and proper sleep hygiene is important. Remember that sleep is when your body repairs. Third, increase calcium, vitamin D, and protein as necessary. I'm working directly with a registered dietitian who monitors my blood levels and makes adjustments to my supplements. I highly recommend you speak with someone who understands athletes. The value a normal person needs to walk around and go to work each day is less than the values a high-performance athlete needs. Fourth, keep a training diary. Keep track of all of the above. I use one notebook, and each day it gets its own page, and I track food intake, calorie expenditure, or exercise, and body composition. And finally, if you feel like something is wrong, or if you have signs like a missing period or fractures, 
see a professional and be prepared to step back from the sport a bit. Taking care of yourself will improve your athletic performance and life overall. You shouldn't be suffering for support. And remember to take care of yourself. If you're experiencing any of the issues we've discussed in this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out or visit us on Facebook at Run to the Top Winner's Circle. Until next time, I'm Coach Laura, and I hope you have a good run today.